Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Beard. How much do you know about K food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Chung. With the weekend coming up, I'm sure many of you will be feasting or having a guilty pleasure, or many. And Chef Chung is here, as ever, to inspire us with some Korean dishes. Maybe an ingredient today that you might not associate with Korean cuisine. But anyhow, how you doing, Matt? I'm exhausted. Oh, dear. It's a bit so of tough t- week. No, it, quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so we were up until about 3 o'clock last night. Uh-huh. I think here in Korea, I think there are, there are certain things that you eat, like uh, on when when you're in front of the TV, mm-hmm. especially when you're engrossed in something. Yeah, you know, it's not quite popcorn like you uh-huh. find uh, maybe in the U.S., but it's things like ojinga. Oh, the dried squid. Yeah, the dried yes. squid that you dip into gochujang, uh-huh. which is not today's red ingredient. No, many thought it might be. Right, it's not. it's not. It's actually something that's very Korean. Great as a TV snack, so it's something that you don't like, I know, cucumbers dipped mm-hmm. in gochujang. I have seen that. My son likes it. Or samjang as well. Or samjang. Mm-hmm. Have you tried cherry tomatoes dipped in gochujang or uh, samjang? Did I not talk about this kind of, not phobia, but dislike? Tomatoes are not really my thing. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm not really good at those. We did show a little bit of the video of Street Woman Fighter. It looks great. It does look kind of like the Unpretty um, Rap Star show, but with dancing as opposed to rapping. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Wow. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I think I'm going to watch this. Yes, looking at the video right now, it looks fun indeed. It is a it is a worthwhile watch. The characters are all really fleshed out. I think they, they, they've given, you know, they, they, they've tweaked it all so that, you know, reality shows, they, they're all managed in, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm, and so they've really fleshed out their stories very well. Wow. But Cherry Tomorrow. Tomatoes with gochujang, the chili yeah. pepper base. It's a good combo. It's one of like it's one of our favorite kind of like uh, snacks. Uh, wow. Was it like you know when we're watching TV or movies? Is that a common one, or is that like a household? thing it's for you guys kind of two things mashed together uh-huh. i think it's uh, i think it's a common one in certain households because mm. here in korea cherry tomatoes are eaten as a snack on yes. their own quite yeah. often and you know and same things with gochujang with cucumber or or carrots mm-hmm. so it's kind of a mashup of those two things that is interesting yeah i saw recently some of the hyper like sweet tomatoes the mm. little ones that i think have been injected with like stevia or something right and those are, are still not up my alley i must say today's hashtag just before we get on to the red ingredient which we have given you a big hint to is who won or donate or sponsor mm-hmm. any memories of doing that matt do you do it actively have you received any support or sponsorship or anything like that I think for me, uh, what the one thing that I probably I was engaged in the most, more than anything else, was probably time-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I? I actually next year I'll be mentoring some high school students, oh. helping them to go through this. Uh, you know, the pop-up uh, was a procedure. Nice. How to kind of run your own small business? It's really cool. It's kind of giving them a you know trying to give them a realistic glimpse of what it's like to be in the hospitality industry. Oh wow! 
Wow. I How think, did you get involved in that? Uh, it's it's uh, my, uh, as an alumni of that school. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. That is so meaningful mm-hmm. then, yeah. Especially if you appreciated your school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Today's ingredient then, it's not gochujang, it's not chili pepper paste, it's not peppers in general. It's the humble, or maybe not so humble, tomato. Tomato. Not an ingredient you normally associate with Korea. No. And I saw it one time as a kimchi in Gwangju, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of as a... Oh, look how fusion-y this is. (laughs) Tomato kimchi is a thing. (laughs) It's it's not really a thing, but it's a thing, and we'll yeah. get a little bit more into that later. <laughs> oh, okie dokie. But yeah, it's uh, there. So right now we're talking about tomatoes because you know, like uh, in a lot of places around the world, kind of like in the central hemispheres, mm-hmm. uh, it's late summer is the height of tomato season, oh. and even though they are available year round, mm-hmm. you know, of course, in season is always the best. Yeah, do you know tomatoes are one, and is the debate still raging? It's a fruit officially, is it, or maybe a vegetable fruit? <laughs> So that so that actually that that's a more difficult uh, was a question to answer than uh-huh. I think you might that than I think uh, you might give uh, credit for. Sure, it's pretty nuanced. But um, before we before we move on to that, you mentioned the stevia tomato. Yes, and you know that that's actually been a craze here in Korea. It's slowly spart- starting to spread to the rest of the world. We have a photo of it. Unfortunately, they just look like regular tomatoes. <laughs> yes, they do. We the can't really ones. convey the specialness of them <laughs> through the through through uh, visual means. So it's the stevia tomato, aka tomango. <laughs> Is that or, their nickname? Yeah, or tan mango, tan being the prefix for sweet, uh-huh. or shine tomato, which I think uh, is jumping on the shine muscat craze. <laughs> the big grapes mm-hmm. that were trendy here. So it's a technique developed in Korea. So stevia is either injected directly into the tomato or stevia leaf concentrate is used as a fertilizer or a spray. Oh. And they are extremely sweet. Have you tried one of them? I have, well? yeah. Are they good? They are very interesting. The first <laughs> bite just blows you away with wow. how sweet they are. It's okay. sweeter than just about any fruit you can imagine. It's like on the level of like a of like a very ripe kiwi in Amazing. terms of just how sweet they are. Wow. I'm not the biggest fan of stevia. Okay. Like I, for me, like for me, I, I I I can I can taste it, but there are some people for whom you know they 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 really like stevia. Mm-hmm. My wife really likes stevia. They're great. The big problem is that you can only keep them for about three to four days oh, before they, go they turn quickly. overripe. Yes, oh, they go overripe no. very, very quickly. Because stevia was not a thing in the UK, I don't believe. An artificial sweetener, right? It's a natural sweetener. Oh, a natural? Yeah, it comes, oh. from, it comes from the stevia plant. Ah, and so was it used for other things, like in general? Yeah, it's used uh, just as a sugar. Uh-huh. Um, you can use it for baking, but you really have to adjust the recipes. Okay. And But yeah, it, it comes in just crystal sugar form, just like any other uh, sugar does. So you can put it into your tea or your coffee as I well. I see. Yeah, people who love those new tomatoes, the super sweet ones, really love them. And then other people are like, I just like tomatoes anyway. Sure, So we don't sure. need to add that, right? Yeah, but they're really big. A lot of celebrities will, uh, will swear that that they lost, you know, 10 kilograms, 12 <laughs> kilograms just munching on these tomatoes all day long because, yeah, they they are, if, they, if you're eating a lot of sweets, mm-hmm. they're definitely sweet enough to stand in for desserts or other fruits. Oh, amazing. And what I wanted to say about tomatoes earlier, and I don't know where to put them, but as a fresh produce, you know, a lot are expensive in Korea, like apples and sure. things like that. But tomatoes, I find, 
and maybe because I didn't buy them in the UK and I only buy them for my son now, I find they're reasonable. Like, they're, they're very gonna, reasonable. Yeah, not yeah. going to break the bank. I think there are, so, so tomatoes in certain provinces, they're subsidized by the government. Ah. So they'll pay farmers to grow them. I see. And it's because it's one of those things that Korea has developed really, really well. It's kind mm-hmm. of like strawberries as well. Yeah, we're good you know, at those. <laughs> we have a really wide variety of tomatoes here in Korea. Mm-hmm. A lot of them we, you know, have been developed uh, locally. Yes. And you know, because of this, I think the government... You know, understandably, really is very proud of and wants to push this. You know, infrastructure we've created around tomatoes. Korean tomato exports yeah. are are increasing every year. So the tomato, what is it then? Matt? Okay, <laughs> it's actually technically a berry. Oh, like a blueberry berry berry. Right. Wow. And I think it, it's more nuanced than a lot of people will say because uh, in in the United States, there was it actually went to court. You know, oh. whether or not tomato is a vegetable or a fruit. <laughs> kind of like those orange-flavored cakes in the UK. Are those a cake or a biscuit? Biscuit, yes. It comes down to taxing. Uh-huh. And so, they, so, they, so basically, according to legal guidelines, mm-hmm. they're a vegetable. Oh, really? Because, again, for tax reasons. But... Because it's also used in different ways, mm. I think it's it's one of those things, right? Is it a cook? Is it a jjigae? You know, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a nuanced argument that it really it comes down to what you, how you use the ingredient, how you like it. Yeah. Here in Korea, it's often used much more like a fruit, as we'll see, mm-hmm. you know, than a vegetable, and that that will vary from culture to culture. Sure, and I guess the bottom line doesn't really matter what it is, as long as you like it and want sure. to eat it and mm-hmm. use it in certain ingredients. But it's not native. To Korea, right? It's not native to Korea. Uh-huh. It's native to the uh, Americas, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, the the American continents. <laughs> Uh, so they, there's records of it being eaten from the 700s, oh, it, wow. you know, by the Aztecs. And what's interesting mm-hmm. is that Asia and Europe, mm. they both received the tomato, and they didn't really know what to do with it at first, <laughs> and they only really started eating it. Around the same time. Oh, wow. That's a coincidence. Yeah. And so tomatoes are something that you really associate with, you know, uh, with Mediterranean cuisine, particularly sure. Italian cuisine. Mm-hmm. But the time that Italians started using tomatoes and the Chinese started using tomatoes isn't separated by all that much time. Oh, wow. So China as well. I don't associate tomatoes with their cuisine, but they've got a similar history. Yeah. Uh, similar history in terms of it was brought in or, you know, uh, what is it? And then. No one really knew what to do with it. It was kind of used as a decorative plant for a long time. In wow. Europe, it was actually really mistrusted for a variety of reasons. <laughs> um, interesting. I want to ask you this. Did yep. you take any uh, romance languages uh, as, as a child as no, in high school? So, just German. Ah, uh, German. Okay. <laughs> Very unromantic. So one thing that I found interesting. So the Italian word for tomatoes, mm-hmm. pomodoro. Okay. Pom uh, yeah, was a meaning apple. Yeah. Doro, oro, meaning gold. Oh. It means golden apple. Oh, so it was a good thing. Well, no, it's because the original varieties brought to Italy were yellow. Ah, not red. Not red. That's interesting. You still do see them from time to time, like in those little bunches of sure. tomatoes, some orange ones in among the red ones. Yeah, so the ones that, were, that they first encountered were mm-hmm. the yellow ones. And I do not trust tomatoes, so I think the <laughs> early Europeans were onto something. It's very medieval of you. <laughs> Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. Arirang Radio. 
It's time for part two, Dish of the Day with Chef Chung, looking at the tomato, or I say tomato. I saw some in the chat from that famous song, but we don't say potato in Britain, so it doesn't really make any sense. Uh, lots of you and your tomato experiences being sent in to us. Silver Granny Lynn says... I've just finished putting up 10 cups of roasted tomato marinara sauce using my own plum tomatoes out of my garden. And tomorrow I'll be picking green tomatoes or pickling them. As the last of my crop. Yeah, pickled green yeah, green tomatoes are fantastic. Actually, yes, please send me a jar because wow. they're so green tomatoes, they're really crisp. Uh-huh. And they take on you know, different applications really well. Fried green tomatoes is a classic. Wow. But I do love me a pickled green tomato. Is that a big thing in the States? It's not so well it's seeing a resurgence now oh. i think it's something that was that, that really harkens back to classic americana uh-huh. then kind of fell out of favor and then now is really picking up steam again wow mm. i do like pickled like even cucumbers pickled they're okay i wonder if a tomato that'd be my gateway into i think them. you might enjoy them okay <laughs> steve fong says stevia tomatoes are they sweeter than the cherry variety one of my favorite varieties is the pear tomatoes yes stevia tomatoes are sweeter than just about any tomato in there because again they have the actual stevia in them cherry tomatoes are very sweet Mm -hmm. this is maybe yeah i would wager at least 10 times sweeter than that like i said it it, if this kind of settles the fruit or vegetable debate with how sweet they are pear tomatoes did steve say i've not heard of those maybe tomatoes what Mm, are they they, we don't have them in korea what is it but i would uh i would like to try them yeah Mm. and brian co says i barely take care of my tomatoes in my yard but they just keep on growing like crazy you know i remember in the uk we didn't particularly take care of our tomato plant and i didn't pay attention because i didn't like it but my dad would get to harvest loads every season Mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. eat them they seem pretty sturdy yeah if they find the right environment Mm. uh was it uh, um i so i follow a lot of gardening memes uh-huh. and so one of the garden so one of them is like you know tomatoes in my backyard and i'll show like a wilting plant mm-hmm. and then the tomato uh plant growing in the crack in the sidewalk and just shows like a really healthy plant <laughs> they if you have the right environment they can grow and thrive if not they have to be fussed over mm. a little bit jl audio says stevia is a natural sugar but it is 200 times the sugar <gasps> why the stevia soda is so expensive it's overly sweet stevia can hurt some diabetes users not all of it is workable my dad's nutritionist stated it it's oh. true stevia is a boon for a lot of people in the way that they're in terms of being an artificial sugar but yeah. that doesn't make it good for everybody sure um, they're still really uncertain in terms of why this is some people actually say that our our gut contains taste receptors. Oh. So despite artificial sugar, our gut can still sense something sweet oh. being and it could it might it, it could uh, was a, a trigger the homeostasis response, you know, when it comes to insulin. That's interesting, isn't it? I'm not a nutritionist. Jail uh, <laughs> Audio's dad nutri- has a nutritionist, but I am not a nutritionist. That's just what I know as a layman. Uh, uh, I didn't know that Stevie is put into some sodas then, I guess, for s- sweetness reasons. It's, it, oh. ju- like I said, other than certain baking applications, it can be used where, just about where any other sugar can be used. Oh, interesting, mm. yeah. Uh, Faz saying, does that mean tomatoes are the perfect plants to take care of from lazy people? people as matt said if the conditions are right maybe but if not it might be a bit of work yeah. right right okay. uh, one last message yep cisco Gianni says tomato i prefer to eat tomato raw or tomato juice don't really like it when it's cooked interesting she's opposite to us yeah in the song break we were both discussing how we prefer it cooked tomato juice 
uh, there's that thing that it tastes great on the plane, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've tried it on the plane. I still don't like it. It's <laughs> never good. I don't like a Bloody Mary or anything like that. Are you, are you into the juiced forms, Matt, at all? It tastes too much like pasta sauce to me. <laughs> like you're drinking a, thick a pasta sauce. sauce. Yeah. Yes. I'm not a Bloody Mary person. <laughs> well... Pasta in Korea is very popular. Right. The tomato sauces, the cream sauces, but we're going to be looking more at Korean foods with tomatoes. That's right, and there aren't too many. Like we said, we, it's mostly eaten as a fruit, mm. you know, just raw and completely whole. But yeah. you see things. You mentioned tomato kimchi earlier, so we have a, fo- a photo of this. Oh wow! So this is a kimchi version with tomatoes as the the main ingredient. Yes. So it's not really a. Th- Mm. It's a thing in the way that TikTok food trends are a thing. It's yeah. very much like a like a like a blog dish. Sure, it's like look what I I've done. Look I've never seen it on a table in Korea. Yeah, it's kind of like cloud eggs or that pancake cereal that was trending a little while ago. <laughs> you try it's, it a few times. Yeah, you try it a few times. It's something you do at home when if you have a lot of tomatoes. People will make tomato sobagi. We have a photo of that here too. So I saw like, it like this in Gwangju. Yeah, so it's like oi sobagi where you split mm-hmm. it and you put the and you put the seasonings on the inside Mm. again this is not a commonly eaten thing you may encounter this but it's not something that you'll find everywhere if you go up to a restaurant and ask for tomato (laughs) sobagi they might look at you like you have three heads yeah it might be done in some really trendy fine dining restaurant for for showing off yeah i'm guessing it doesn't go well together with that seasoning that's why it's not so popular i can't wrap my head around it i've never tried it (laughs) and i can't say there is anything about that's too enticing other than pure curiosity next one though we have a childhood uh comfort food oh yes yes where do you stand on this i love the ketchup on the omurice ketchup and eggs is a great combination Mm -hmm. eggs and rice is a great combination put all three of them together you have a you know like it's like any kid will love this if you if they like ketchup or eggs yeah so you've just got like some kind of fried rice underneath there Mm -hmm. some of the places you go to will have a separate omurice sauce without ketchup and that's nice yeah it's not the same so the so the original from what i understand is a demi gloss base yeah so and ketchup is kind of the more you know home version of that sure Still works well. So th- we also have tomato naengmyeon. And when <gasps> I first heard of this, it's a little bit of a letdown because it's just naengmyeon with tomato in it. Oh, there's just a few slices. It's I, not the sauce or see the that, soup. See, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought it would be like a tomato water. Yeah. Right? So tomato water is kind of a fine dining thing where you'll drain tomatoes and just get the water out oh, of it. Oh, wow. And I was thinking that would actually make for a fantastic naengmyeon broth. Nice and refreshing. Tangy, wow. just like naengmyeon broth is. But no, it's just <laughs> it's just tomatoes on naengmyeon. So you can do a bit that. of a letdown with this one. You just need to slice some onto a normal naengmyeon dish. Yeah, yep. I'm not sure if I'd like that either. <laughs> and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite tteokbokki. And the uh-huh. reason why I bring this up, tomato tteokbokki is not so much a thing here in Korea. Yeah. But it's tteokbokki is one of those things that's finally seeing its day in the sun overseas. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of that is uh, due to Korean dramas, K-pop stars and influencers, <laughs> K-dramas especially, because sure. they'll see those scenes where people are eating tteokbokki and it's like, I want to try that. Yeah. Yeah, that's done a big, a big like service for duck bogey because the texture. To be honest, when I tried to give it to my British friends, and I'd never used to like it, they're like, "Why is it so chewy?" chewy. Yeah. Right, chewing that chewiness is something uh, I think uh, difficult for people to wrap their heads around, mm. and then add spicy on top of that. It's <laughs> even more difficult. 
So a lot of these companies, they're doing alternate flavors like mm. cream sauce, cheese, and of course, tomato. And a bit which like is, pasta. Exactly. Oh. And the tomato sauce uh, flavor is starting to become more and more popular overseas. So not something you can really find here, but if you live outside of Korea, you might be able to find it easier than us. Yeah, that's odd because they've got so many now fusion flavors of dakbokki here. But you're right, I've never seen just tomato. You've seen the carbonara dakbokki, so mm-hmm. having it the other way around, pasta sauce on dakbokki. The rosé one, which you might think is tomato and cream, but here it's usually, I think, gochujang, the chili pepper. Yeah, when it, for like ramen and like dakbokki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tomato, maybe in the future, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. And then? And then we have... Uh, tomato sanguire juices so just like a like a freshly squeezed juice ah. and here's where you really see where tomatoes are being embraced as a fruit rather than a vegetable here mm, in korea like a fruit smoothie because here in korea the also the way we raise tomatoes we mm. raise them for their sugar content rather than their kind of fleshy content mm. you know for kind of turning into sauces and whatnot yeah. so because korean tomatoes are unusually sweet they actually aren't bad for these sorts of applications oh. not my cup of tea but in, extremely popular yeah the, yeah the juice the freshly squeezed or ground up juice i mean it's even go so far as to be put into pingsu korean shaved ice tomato bingsu yeah there are a couple of places here in korea where they you know this went viral and it was a, <laughs> it was a real thing it looks like ketchup on a bingsu almost kind of i don't I'm, want that yeah not my cup of tea either but you know what hey who am i to yuck someone's yum and then yeah. you know to the point where like this has also been available for a while popsicle form when i first saw that in the peony jam the convenience store i was like this can't be popular and then my son went ahead and took it out and said this is good dad you should try i was like no no so basically between the two of you both of you like all foods yes just separately we are a perfect human being like half a perfect human being that is unbelievable isn't it a tomato popsicle i wonder if any other countries have that do let us know i'd be interested to hear yeah in part three we'll get to our main event another dish that you might not associate with tomato but is doing an early trending at the moment i suppose we're catching it at the cusp radio Uh, We've got a photo from Raoul who said, talking about tomato, this is spaghetti with sausage, chickpeas, salami and tomato sauce, I believe, and a few veggies and spices. Uh, Looks lovely, Raoul. I'd love to give it a try. Yeah, that looks like something that, you know, like in terms of you want something, you know, one pot, one bowl, and they'll (laughs) just hit every single uh, spot. I think that's it. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Leon Teo says, I love having fried rice with tomato sauce. Ketchup suits fish and chips well, too. Where do you stand on this ketchup with fish and chips? French people hate the Brits because we just have ketchup on every table for every meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm totally on board. It's not like refined or anything. Sure, sure. Salt and vinegar. And you've got to have ketchup with the chips. With the fish, that's kind of Mm 50-50, I think. Some people just like to enjoy it by itself. But I'd say the ketchup doesn't ruin it at all. See, I normally like my uh, ketchup on my fries or Uh my chips. But when it comes to fish and chips, there's yeah. something magical about you get a little bit of lemon, right? Mm. And when that lemon gets on the chips, oh, I love that. <laughs> I won't. I'll never squeeze lemon on fries alone. If sure. I'm not, I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> but that moment, yeah, is so good. Without ketchup, yeah, without in that ketchup. case, that sounds good. Uh, Steve explains that a pear tomato—they're the same size as cherry ones, but the shape of a pear—and Stella says they are a bit more low in terms of acidity. Uh, 
Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Nice. Thank you for letting us know. Ah, very good. Silver Granny and her Grumpy Gnome. I grow mine on the back deck in containers. Oh, interesting. So, was it? Yeah, it, growing in containers is a little bit more hands-on. But yeah, mm -hmm. if you can, you can control the location, how much sunlight they're getting. Sure. So that's fantastic. I want that first recipe, please. <laughs> I'm assuming she's talking about the tomato kimchi. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So the kimchi is 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 a very standard like uh, Korean petula cabbage kimchi, mm -hmm. just applied to tomatoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Find a regular kimchi recipe because you probably won't find too many tomato no, ones out there. No, at least not in English. I love tteokbokki, especially rose cream tteokbokki. Mm. Oh, yep. She's a uh, she's local now. She's yeah. basically local. JL Audio with our last message before we get to our starring dish, saying you love cherry tomatoes with a vinaigrette and mozzarella. That's the classic combo, isn't it? Right? I was about to say, yeah. I think uh, probably to this point where we've almost adopted the caprese salad as a Korean dish. Yeah, mm -hmm. many. I've been to many people's houses and they'll serve that, right? Because it's easy to mm -hmm. do. Just slice it all up. Uh, on to the star of the show today. A combination I didn't know existed. We're talking tomatoes and sundeko. Yeah, so like I, we've like we pointed out, there aren't too many very Korean Korean dishes that use tomato, mm -hmm. but we found one and it's <laughs> excellent. So why don't we take a look? Oh, we got another video. Yep. So their QR check-in place Nangan. is called. Yeah. So we're getting ready. It's about to come out. Romantic. Oh wow! It doesn't and look like a Korean go. bowl. No, it's not a Korean bowl, but it tastes 100% Korean. Perla turke, perla seeds in there. You see the whole chunk of tomato. Wow! And then because it's sundaekguk, you got to put the rice in the soup. It looks almost like Southeast Asian, like a tom yum gung or something like that, with some bean sprouts. Especially in, in that bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the sundae on the side, the mm -hmm. kind of Korean version of. Blood sausage, you're mm -hmm. ready to eat with your hair shaking in the wind. <laughs> this is the essential moment. Yeah. Hit or miss. Very, very hot. I was not expecting it to be so hot because it wasn't boiling. Sure, not in a stone pot. Yeah. <laughs> you don't expect something with a, in a tomato sauce to taste Asian or even Korean. Oh. But this tastes like a recipe that could have been made a hundred years ago. Wow. Tasted purely Korean, and that's what really blew my mind. Because sundaegook is very Korean. Yeah. And then and adding tomatoes. Tomatoes not very Korean. <laughs> nice and meaty, mm -hmm. the, the blood sausage here. Yeah, so it has much more of a sausage texture than a lot of will have because it has the uh, the cellophane noodles in there. Yeah. And you gotta dip it in salt, of course. Absolutely. A bit of chili pepper powder in that salt is mm -hmm. good. That's soul style, by the way. We have to do a whole episode oh, really? on this. Oh, nice. That's pyonyuk. So uh, if you've ever had, like, it's almost kind of like a French charcuterie or pate. Oh. It's, uh, it, and we, we mentioned this in our episodes before. It's a very royal dish. Sure. You've only eaten half I of it. I barely man. put a dent. <laughs> so here's the thing: if you go to the Sunda restaurant, <laughs> there are makgeolli bottles everywhere. They've got a huge variety. Uh -huh. You gotta have this with drinks. Okay. If to be I able had to drinks, yeah. I would have been able to take it down. <laughs> we will definitely be coming back. That was a genuine moment there. It's so a popular yeah, it, item these it days. It is a popular item. Wow. 
So this is a famous Sunday restaurant, right? So the restaurant itself is not so quite famous, but... This is how you know you're in an office district. Okay. That's how you know that you're around office workers. This is where you'll find the best of these types of foods. With office workers coming at yeah. lunch. It looked cool though, the restaurant. A bit modern, but Romantic Sausage, the English name. What a name. It is. So, Nangman. <laughs> it's romantic, but more like a wistful sort of romance. Yeah. So, romance in the more literary sense. In the, not, you know, not, 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 not something that's like, oh, you know, oh, lovely. No. It's more like, oh, the, 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 the ones that hits you deep in the heart. Yeah, the nostalgia and whatnot. And that's a great power tip where there's lots of offices. There will be lots of great cheap restaurants for office workers at lunch, right? Kukbap. So what we had there, so a soup where they put rice in, that mm -hmm. is the original Korean fast food. Oh, yeah. It is the original Korean fast food. That's one aspect of culture. I don't know if we've mentioned it too often, but eating something hot quickly, mm -hmm. Koreans would win the gold medal. Oh, you're right. We absolutely <laughs> need this to be an Olympic event. Yeah. You asked me earlier, though, if this was a famous restaurant. Mm. So the restaurant itself is not, not too famous. Uh-huh. Uh, we're right now, we're right at the beginning of this trend. Ooh. We're coming in early on this. Yeah. They got famous during the pandemic because uh -huh. they got their, they sell their sunnekuk uh, as a meal kit. The tomato the version tomato as well. version, frozen. That's wow. how we got to know this company as uh -huh. well. So the restaurant also runs this, uh, you know, the company also runs this restaurant. That's clever. Yeah. And so the meal kit is flying off the shelf. Fantastic. For those who don't know what just regular sundaekguk is, because I think we've talked about sundae, the blood sausage, with mm. all the glass noodles, but you can tell that that type is much more meaty. The guk is the soup with that in, but also like lots of off-cuts of meat as well. Yeah, right? so you'll have uh, you'll have cuts of uh, tough pork that get braised down until tender. You'll have skin in there as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll have the innards as uh, you know, but this place didn't. Yeah, and. Uh, the broth is based off of pork bone. It's a teji's hagoryuksu. So, yes. you know, that's what gives it its, like, very Korean flavor. Mm. It's the broth that's milky white because the bones are cooked down until they really give everything up. And yeah. with the teppa, the Korean uh, green onion in there, mm -hmm. it tastes so genuinely Korean. Yeah. I yeah, think it's like time. a working class dish, right? Very much yeah. so. This is this is an everyman's dish. This uh -huh. it's a very democratizing dish. Yeah, and then with the tomato did it change the flavor a lot? Did it make it like more Western in a way? That's the weird thing. You could clearly taste the tomato, uh -huh. but it did not taste Western wow. in the slightest. I really want to give it a try. Yeah, uh, it was not a awkward mashing up of two cultures. <laughs> this was a very adept, a very culturally fluent. It was integrated in a way, again, like I said in the video, this dish could have been invented a hundred years ago and i would still i would believe you if you told me that silver granny lynn after a tough question i think for this week wanting a recipe for that is it easy to make sundeguk at all let alone the tomato version at home it's really hard so here's <laughs> the thing the one of the reasons why it's hard to make any sort of blood sausage at home mm. is because pork's blood coagulates right away oh no so you've seen sanji here yeah. right the kind of blood cake that's what happens uh -huh. uh, because you know that's what blood does it clots it coagulates sure. and so you have to salt blood in order for it to you know stay liquid uh -huh. but the problem is as you know sunde is not salty yeah so you need to have access to fresh pig's blood <gasps> in order to make sunde 
Luckily, sunde is also one of those things, though, that's very good to get frozen. Yes. So if you have access to frozen sunde, mm-hmm. it becomes a lot easier. Fantastic. Make a nice, rich pork broth, yeah. add that in, and then you can simmer it with some tomatoes, and you can get a very close approximation to what I had that night. Give it a try, Lin, if you can find some frozen sunde, like an Asian mart or Korean mart in North Carolina. Matt, as ever, even more so, that was so interesting this week. We'll see you again next Friday. See you then. You can listen to Dish of the Day with Chef Chung every Friday at 10am KST on Hashtag Daily K.